And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 169 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Eagle-eared is- listeners of the show may notice that this is our second 169 in a row. Last week was 168. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I increased the number in the file twice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 169.1 and 169.2. I, I do that about once every hundred episodes just to keep people on their toes. There yeah, you go. it's yeah. true. So how is everybody? Long time no see. I know. It's yeah, been right. hours at least. A few hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's been not a whole sleep. Them. Yes. <laughs> well, not a whole sleep. Well, it was a whole sleep for me. It was a sleep and read comics for you two. Yeah. Just a couple. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, lots of news out of Comic-Con this week. So much news. Of course The TLDR, uh, most important piece, which I'm sure we'll get into next time we talk solicitations, Mm -hmm. is that we're going to be reading every fucking X-Men book. Oh God, oh God, help me now. (laughs) Literally everything. It's going to be literally everything. All of them. All of them. Why, Marvel, you put all good writers on all the X books. Even X-Men franchises that no one has heard of since the 80s. Like Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels, baby. (laughs) Why? Which of course I I have. Oh yeah, I don't (laughs) doubt that. Great. I actually skimmed through that whole run yesterday to try to find evidence for my Seeds Perilous theory. And uh, do, do you need more evidence at this always. point? Always. Until I am proven right, I must continue to strengthen my case. See also, that time I expected Grifter to show up on Flash and proved that it had to be Grifter and that it was Jay Garrett. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to go with your average being well above 50%, though. I won't refute that. Yeah. No. I mean, you can, but you're not right. That just adds to your incorrect. <laughs> yeah. That, that messes with my stats. That's right. Uh, and now you're not. No, no never mind. <laughs> I am a statistical Ouroboros eating myself. <laughs> That's it. It's beautiful. Uh, speaking of things eating themselves, Batman 75, the city of Bane. Oh my god. <laughs> we get these like kind of time jump, kind of, really more like situation jumps uh-huh. in this series. That just keep throwing me, and I'm like, damn it, I kind of like this, but like... But also, I kind of have whiplash. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, that's a that's a Marvel character. Um, <laughs> Dort. Literally, the first page of this is later. Yeah. yeah. Which I will never not read in the SpongeBob SquarePants narrator voice, just FYI. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're ruined for life. Any caption mm-hmm. page, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can I tell you that I want just like a little three or four issue series that is Riddler and Joker as cops? Can oh my I god, I now? do need this buddy cop comedy of the things that i wish gotham were this is now number two <laughs> it's <laughs> gotham central then re- actually this may be number one and gotham central may be number two now i don't know mm. yeah this is fa- this is great Th- those two as cops are great i need like the brooklyn 99 team to get hired exactly. by dc to write city <laughs> of bane pd 
<laughs> Run by who's the commissioner, Alex? That would be Hugo Strange. Yeah. I mean, I don't even understand this, but I love it. Uh, who are some of the other people we see partnered together on the police force? Because we see oh, we see a few pairs. Yeah, hang on. Let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can find them. Uh, one of them was Firefly, and uh... well, there's the the fireflies, right? Oh yeah. Was it one Killer Moth, or were they both? Or were no, they the two? It, maybe it was. Maybe it yeah. was Firefly and Killer Moth. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um. Basically, so Bane runs Gotham now from mm-hmm. an emptied Arkham Asylum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Riddler and Joker take down Two-Face with the help of Batman, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Really, Thomas who, Wayne and, take him down and Riddler and Joker were there, I guess. Yeah. And, and who is who is Thomas Wayne's butler now? Uh, that would be the ventriloquist's Ventriloquist? Dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have Alfred basically being held as collateral prisoner mm-hmm. and dining with Master Thomas. Yeah. He's essentially being held to keep the other, how do they call it, colorful bat folk away yes. or something like that? Yeah. Um, Alfred is convinced that Bruce is still out there somewhere. Is Bruce still out there somewhere? He is still out there somewhere. Indeed. Beneath the yeah. pale moonlight, dancing with the devil. Lost in the frozen wasteland of his soul. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And uh, he goes to find one of his former teachers and gets mugged by people working for Magpie. And they uh-huh. take his fucking clothes. They take his fucking clothes. They leave him in the nude in the snow for death. And who should find him? Meow. You ow? Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. It's good. It's good stuff. But that there's there's a picture of... Thomas Wayne Batman and Hugo Strange in like the Commissioner Gordon trench coat smoking a pipe and it's like the two of them and it it is so freaking awesome the the just that picture I love that there was someone just as a side note announced for maybe it was the Batman recently who I thought would make like a killer Hugo Strange like announced huh. but without a roll tied to him but I forget who it was hmm. and then uh, who is who is Thomas's big enforcer when uh, when he needs a little more uh, oomph Gotham girl yeah, yeah. and I like her take on the. Uh, uh, <laughs> The Alan... Her conundrum. Her her take on Alan Moore's take on what it means to be Robin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Do I... Do I... I have... I have a conundrum. Do I embrace his dark and grim and serious attitude, or do I be his counterpoint and the light to him and his <laughs> darkness? Somewhere across universes, you just hear Spider-Man and Deadpool going, Shut up already! <laughs> <laughs> Enough quipping! Yeah, I love her banter while she's fighting. Yes, it's very good. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of it, but it is very good. Uh, I mean, the volume of it is part of the the charm of it, yes. And laser beam eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they... I mean, of course, we know it's Tom King still writing it, so we know it's still good. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there are ups and downs for me oh, significantly sure. I mean, any, in this any, run. Yeah, yeah, and some of some of the last. I guess I'll put it this way: this is, I think, the best it's been since the last time we saw Catwoman in Batman. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. It's good, good book. And we move on now. I can't, this, this is the part I can't wait for, is what comes next in this book. Mm-hmm. What comes next in this podcast is Collapser, number one. Oh. I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> oh, God. 
damn it. <laughs> Alex, Alex, you're sucking my soul away. <laughs> Just call me Ross Perot. That giant sucking sound. Oh, I was, I was kind of going with the black hole in the chest thing. I mean, we don't know that that's not Ross Perot. It's true. <laughs> we don't know that that's the giant sucking sound Ross Perot heard. I cannot <laughs> dispute you. I, I mean... I gotta say, one of my all-time favorite things, though, was just the title of this book. Like, not Collapser, but the title of this yeah. issue. Constellation Prize. That yes, was very that good. was wonderful. <laughs> that that was so is brilliant. the second best pun I have encountered this week. <laughs> Dare I ask the best? A variety of, of gin called Moons of Juniper. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So what's Collapser? Um, well, it is basically this giant dork of a guy who works as, uh, I'm, I'm guessing a nurse. Yeah. In yeah. an elder care facility. Um, who, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe gets stepped on a little. He does. He does. But apparently his mother is, uh, some sort of alien hero villain. We really don't know which, I guess. Yeah. And when she dies, she bequeaths something to him and... And Galaxy Express <laughs> delivers a package to him, and he just kind of sets it over on the floor because he's never known his mom, so he doesn't really right. Yeah, correct. It's not on, uh-huh. it's not the forefront of his mind to open whatever right. she left him. He's mostly focused on playing this chess game with his patient and a set he's DJing. Yeah, yes, and generalized anxiety. Uh huh. He sleeps with a plastic sword under his bed. <laughs> he does. It's so wonderful. It's hilarious. <laughs> I said it was a giant dork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then whatever is in this box begins kind of slowly infecting him, so or attaching itself to him, or something like this, and causes issues, a few issues in his life. Um, like he's doing this great DJ set, like it may be his big break, and it kills the power. Um, and of course, there's somebody who I, I don't know that we even know a name yet who is after this power, whatever it is that has been sent to him. Yeah, it's Null. Null has come for him and his. <laughs> gooey black I mean, space entity uh, yeah i mean yeah but um yeah and just to continue at the end of this we get the title to the next issue yeah which is equally as good fuck actually yeah <laughs> yeah because like like one of the last things he says is what the actual fuck <laughs> yeah brilliant I, I i very much enjoyed this this was yeah. yeah. it's fun there's think... maybe a little bit too much in his own head oh yeah but i think that payoff uh, moment when he starts djing and it goes silent is almost worth yeah. it yeah 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 like just to set that up yeah um but i i really liked how they did this as a first issue because yes. you really get an introduction to him and some of his you know friends or um you know supporting cast or whatever without it being just Hey, here's so and so, so and so. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very well done. Speaking of so and so, so and so, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. What a ride. This fucking book. This fucking book. I I love Jimmy Olsen and pretty much everything. Uh huh. But this fucking book. (laughs) Yeah, but what about Joaquin Olsen? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Also, (laughs) oh. And yes, (laughs) oh. 
I think my favorite thing about it's... this is just that, like, every eight pages we get a new, like, title page. Superman's yeah. pal, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen's great-grandfather, Joaquin Olsen. Jimmy Olsen's boss, Perry White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Superman's distant al- relationship BFF. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, like five different little short stories yeah. within this, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like Matt it's... Fraction read a lot of Tom King and said, oh, I can get decompressed. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks every knuckles. Let's see how it's issues. done, motherfucker. Every four to six issues. Fuck that. Watch this. Let's do it every four to six pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bum, love bum, yeah, this is this is super fun, um, and that's just it. It's just fun. Yeah. I, I don't know any other way to. Yeah, I love that Superman occasionally shows up just to like give a nod and wink. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, no, no. Clark Kent does it. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. What I think is probably my favorite thing was the was the Jimmy Olsen's boss Perry White. Yeah. Oh my god. Story that was wonderful. Where literally, there he's gonna fire Jimmy because they can't afford to pay the insurance on all the shenanigans that happen around. Like they have to have a special. Yeah rider to their insurance clause for just for Jimmy Olsen because Jimmy Olsen because of all the crap he gets into the last straw being Jimmy Olsen was going to do like a free fall from the edge of space while filled with after having been injected by well it was supposed to be metamorpho goo yeah instead he turns into like a kaiju snapping turtle it's wonderful Yes, and but then then they the IT this the the analysis guy shows up. Yeah, and he's no, like, no, no. Oh yeah, Mike the IT guy. Get it right, oh, Mike the IT guy. You're right. <laughs> you are correct. It is Mike the IT guy. Because I had to immediately send that to Mike. I was like, hey, Mike the IT guy. Of course, of course, Mike the IT guy. And Barry's like, I don't preach spreadsheets. What does this mean? Well, essentially, that like people love his antics and like his videos go viral, and he's the only one making a profit for the <laughs> yeah, whole day. The only <laughs> person bringing in revenue is this yeah. fucking klutz. So, yes, you know, if you want the paper to go under. Fire him. It's so brilliant. This is also the (laughs) first time that we have seen Superman's nemesis from Action Comics, who owns the Daily Planet now, in the Daily Planet acting as publisher. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, she's not bad at it. No. No, she's not. But she does want Jimmy gone. (laughs) Yes. And as we learn on the last page, Jimmy is gone. gone. Right. Gone as in not in Metropolis. Not gone from the paper. Stop breaking my stuff. (laughs) And also, maybe he's dead maybe so <laughs> i mean the or last line he is that he died bats. right huh or said or maybe he just likes bats maybe yeah i mean the, the last the last panel is a daily planet headline that's who killed jimmy Olsen. Yeah. yeah yeah but he's reading it so oh i know i mean right. yeah unless unless jimmy olsen phantom yeah. st- or, or, or the specter jimmy olsen the specter <laughs> oh my god you mean he got moited <laughs> moited God, his fucking super in that building. The window bats. Close the coitons. Close the coitons or you get bats and get moited. Window bats. Window bats. I just like, I love this idea that there are constantly bats flying in people's windows in Gotham (laughs) because of the whole, yes, father, I shall become the bat thing. (laughs) It's wonderful. Like, I want to read the book where, like, every time a bat flies through your window, you become a Batman. And it's just a city of Batman. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I just need a, I just need a one shot. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> yes, that would be, yeah. Uh, one, one, one shot Elseworlds book. It'd yeah. be beautiful. <laughs> hey, speaking of people who are part bat, Vampirella number one. Mm-hmm. 
the beginning of Christopher Priest's Vampirella run, complete with white text on black title cards and everything. Uh, yeah, um, I really kind of, uh, you know who I, you know who I like probably most in this book? Her psychiatrist? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's great. He is very good. <laughs> I ain't got no werewolf clients. <laughs> Ain't no devils, ain't no werewolves, ain't no witches. <laughs> we can get you on some medication for your delusions, though. <laughs> That's right. Also, you are bad at speaking German. <laughs> yes. What the hell are you talking about coconuts? <laughs> so, there has been this plane crash. Mm-hmm. Vampirella was on the plane fighting some evil Nazi fuck. Yeah, Von Christ, yes. And the plane goes down, and Christ. Uh, everyone is dead but the two of them. Mm-hmm. And she's in the real world now, and has to explain kind of how she's not dead. Right. Um, and most of this is framed as her with the the therapist after this, and him not believing her whole story. Yeah, I really, I really like it. And the, God, the art in this is just oh, it's gorgeous. It. it fits perfectly. Yeah. with I think the story that he's trying to tell yeah yeah and like that that one whole page scene where she first pulls out her wings Uh that's just gorgeous come on uh there was a thought it has escaped it has flown away like vampirella with wings oh it also starts to introduce like some of the ideas that are going to feel this going forward about how like relative morality is in the real world and all of that we mm-hmm. don't the whole good evil yeah. thing yeah we don't get into any of what we see in the free comic book day issue yet which is like her with the celebrity status and people trying to copycat vampirella and all of that right um but you can kind of see how maybe this like her surviving this plane crash connects to that yeah and we we if you read the free comic book you see a couple of people from it like kind of in background yeah. roles just in in a panel like with no words or like just one or two things so like they're there but they're not brought forward in any way yeah. right now yeah i also enjoyed just just structurally the trick that this uses of introducing the uh title of the issue which is like over the rainbow or something like that and then having this like three page sequence of music playing over the top and there's no way that you read that without it being somewhere over the rainbow oh yellow yellow brick road Road, that's it yeah that's yeah that's yeah and it was something wizard of oz right between this and veronica mars i'm consuming a lot of wizard of oz related media right now (laughs) vampirella good good book yes yeah um christopher priest writing vampirella is a a good choice how many times have we said it that you know wow good writers Yeah, yeah yeah it's amazing what they do for books imagine and uh you know vampirella number two which if there's something smarter than than throwing art germ on a number one yeah. it's throwing art germ on a number two so people keep reading because mm-hmm. number two's got an art germ cover not even a variant the main cover is art germ every variant yeah. is art germ it's just all <laughs> art germ it's just all art germ it's just, which, you know, yeah. great. I'm all for that. All right, Brian. All right, yeah. Tell me about Age of X-Men Omega, and I'm going to lead with one question. If okay. I only read the alpha, could I pick this up and read it? Because I almost did, and I wasn't sure. So you tell me. Honestly, you absolutely can. Cool. Um, yeah, you do not have to have the the context that you really need from it. it they they give you in the first five or six pages awesome. of this, um, which is essentially you know that this world is breaking down, right? Yeah. Because they have to have relationships. Um, no man is an island, and, right? And we see all the different groups the the prison the escape prisoners from uh, from the prison the uh, the X Force team the uh, 
apocalypse the the counterculture group like they all kind of come together at one point um some of them to stop slash kill nathan Mm. some of them to protect him some of them to yeah and they're very divided about some of them think they may want to stay here yeah cool but it turns out of course to be an all or nothing thing um maybe So the last one to leave is because he tells them the only way they can end it is to take the, oh yeah, you'll love this, Alex, is the, what do they call it? The Seed of Life, I think it's called. Really now? Yeah, the Seed of Life. Isn't that uh-huh. isn't that what gets used to make Celestials? I think that's right. Because it's what... Apocalypse um, uses to like make a new host, too. Correct, I think that's right, yeah. It was a big part of Reminder's X-Force, or Uncanny X-Force and Uncanny any avengers run uh, the life seed yeah. that's what it's called mm. yeah the life seed um and basically they have to take it and shove it into his heart and kill him and of course magneto's like all right of course it's gonna be left to me i'll do yeah. it you guys all get out of here i'll stay and do it right? yeah so then <laughs> it's just nathan and magneto at the end right and uh right before he this happens of course they're talking and he's and nathan's like shall we and magneto's like yeah i think it's time we start Start anew properly this time. No secret police, no false prophets, no X Men, no tyranny. Then let us begin with a simple question: What would you sacrifice for your dreams? So I think this is going to be there. The two of them with the life seed here is going to be what triggers what's going to happen this week in Powers of X, House of X, it's, Powers of Ten, House of X. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's very possible. I can tell you that yeah. Magneto gets out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wish not. I have no doubt of that. But well, we see him in Uncanny X Men number two. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I will pick this but, up this yeah. week and read this then. I wasn't sure if... Yeah, yeah. you totally... If you just want an idea of kind of what happened here, yeah, you can pick up the Alpha and the Omega and read those two and you're... Cool. Because I'm yeah. going to grab the other stuff in trade, but it would be probably oh, yeah, helpful to read this going into House of X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like, like you said, none of them were necessary. I thought they were all kind of cool stories. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean... No, none of this is necessary. None of any right. of this yeah, is fair necessary. Enough. Yeah, fair, fair enough. But you know what I mean. No, I do. But like, I mean, canon is what you make it. Yeah, I do love the fact that the, the people that escape from the prison, they're going and they like come up on this uh, gas station mm-hmm. and like, oh man, we kind of need transportation. Yeah, but we can't just like steal someone's car and this that and the other. All right, all right. Then uh, I'll tell you what, we'll start and then and they hear a honk 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 and they look over and of course Gabby's behind the wheel. We're just borrowing. <laughs> Up in. And then they're going and they're like, Lorna, can you just, can can you get us there faster? Can you just make this car fly? And Gabby goes, I didn't know how to drive a flying car. (laughs) (laughs) Gabby's the best. Gabby is the best. (laughs) Yes. Captain Marvel, number eight. Spider-Woman is the best. (laughs) Carol's having a very bad week. Carol's having a really, really bad week. Like, maybe even worse than us. I don't know. I actually had a pretty (laughs) okay week this week. In the course of a week, she... Gets sick and starts getting nosebleeds whenever she uses her powers, and people no longer trust her because word has gotten out that she's at least part Cree. And a new hero has shown up and stolen her thunder, and like she just the X for the Air Force has kicked her out because she's half Cree. Yeah, she uh, cannot catch a fucking break. Yeah. She is at so low a place that I guess this arc is going to be her teaming up with Minerva. Yeah. <sighs> 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But you are correct in saying Spider-Woman is the best because she is like the heart of this issue. Yeah, Jessica Drew like is is shows that she is her best friend in this. Yeah. Like at the end of the week, Jess shows up with with Hazmat and She-Hulk and uh Jessica Jones, Monica Rambo. And they're all like Yeah. Jessica invited me because she wanted, you know, you don't remember this, this, or that. And you get to Jessica Jones and she's like, because she wanted me to remember that, hey, at least your life is better than mine. At least you're still not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. At least you're not me. Um, That's pretty But then the terrible. best she talks about, yeah, Carol talks about how, like, her therapy has been for a while now that, like, the good thing about being a superhero is there always ends up being something you can punch in the face <laughs> as therapy. <laughs> so, um, what is, what is Jessica Drew doing? for Alex? she brings her jennifer walters to spar with <laughs> so they can punch each other yes. that's awesome yeah. the the uh-huh. kind of dark undercurrent of this is i think it's like the first page where you flip the page and get the reveal and oh yeah 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 the good news is I haven't had a drink. The bad news is I bought this bottle. Oh, no. And at yeah. some point, there's something about needing to call Tony. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, so Tony still hasn't told her yet that he had this drink in Cyberland. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Jessica keeps t- uh, keeps telling her she should call Tony to have him see if he can find out what's happening to her power. Yeah, but also health. you know that's going right. to be part of that conversation. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and she agrees to team up with Minerva and you don't know if it's kind of out of desperation or just a need to do something different like I mean, yeah. I feel like it's both of those things. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right? Um, hey, Brian, do you mm-hmm. trust this star character? Oh, Oh, hell no. Hell no. It, re- it reminds me very much of when Gotham and Gotham Girl showed up yeah. in Batman. Yeah. I mean, they're just, this like, nobody's heard of them. And and y- there's a couple of mentions that it feels very much like the leak that she's half Cree and some photos of her that show up. It's all very, an orchestrated something. Yeah. yeah. It's too much to be coincidental. It has to be. Exactly. Speaking of yeah. coincidental, Daredevil number eight. Oh, yeah, there's a big old coincidence in this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love that at one point Matt's even like, you know, I really should have put this together. There's just been a lot on my mind. Yeah. This this bookstore owner who he's been maybe kind of flirting with is married into the Libris crime family. Yeah. He ends up at dinner with the crime family. And they know yeah. he's a former DA, ADA, whatever. And it, Mayor. Yeah. Yeah. And it just becomes this... <laughs> whole like conversation about crime and the prison system and police and and all of that like justice in the united states yeah jen you'll like this so he comes back and he's like oh yeah i was just in the neighborhood and wanted to say hi and she's like oh so you're a retail creep he was like i'm I'm sorry what she goes a retail creep you know a guy who mistakes excellent customer service for affection and flirting this (laughs) this for fuck's sake oops and later he's like damn i am a retail creep (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah and uh fisk is expanding his legitimacy plans well fisk has realized that he can do more evil by going legit than just by being a crime boss Uh uh-huh exactly which that's the other half of the justice conversation in this is like someone like fisk stands to gain way more by just getting into the system and gaming the system and oh you want to hold off legalization well that's not gonna work i own half the farmland but hey let's uh split it and get it now and make some introductions so i can take care of stalling it at a federal 
federal level so we can get our state operations set up first. Yeah, yeah. Which, I'm not saying there are certain former speakers of the House who have basically done the same thing, but hey, that's an actual thing that certain former speakers of the House have done. Well, let's be fair, that's a thing a lot of politicians yeah. have done. Yeah. It's one of the issues I have with career, uh, politics as a career. Yeah. yeah. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> and one we will not go into now. Um, But there is a hit put, uh, I mean, I guess put, there's a an attack on the family at dinner while Matt's there. And Matt actually kind of saves a couple yeah. of them because of course he did because he's Matt. Um, but I, I really am enjoying this book with it being Matt. Yes. And not Daredevil. Yeah. Like for an extended period, like that's who he is right now is Matt. Yeah. And it's really good. It really is. And we're getting, we're getting more of these imposter Daredevils popping up too. Yeah. Yeah. More. I want more. Well, good news. <laughs> Next month, there will be more. Excellent. Deadpool number 15, Brian. Oh, speaking of something there will not be more of. <laughs> I mean, there will be more Deadpool. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm, there won't be more Scotty Young Deadpool, though. This is his last issue. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's essentially, I, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. It's <laughs> it's Deadpool being, we, we kind of find out what the whole reason for, like, Goodnight and Weasel and all of this was because Deadpool gets brought to hell by Mephisto <laughs> through his kitty swimming pool that he's lounging in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Mephisto makes him an offer that he can't refuse. <laughs> And tells him that he wants him to be his assassin, like, on the payroll. Cool. And he's like, and of course Deadpool's like, no, nah, I'm not really a, uh, you know, have a boss kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, mm, well, let me show you something. And gives him back his memory of his daughter. Mm. Oh, no. And shows him the future if he agrees to work for Hell, in which his daughter is a superhero. Or if he refuses to work for Mephisto, in which case, good night takes her under his wing and trains her to be a superhero that works for Mephisto. Oh, no. So not really a superhero. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And, of course, Deadpool rejects both of those and yeah. <laughs> says, and, and, right, and says, okay, okay, fine. He saves his daughter and says, okay, but I'll come work for you, but you have to wipe my memory of my daughter again. And, um... You know, I'll do that. And I thought then, you were going to say like he'll come on, but he'll come on, come on as as a contractor rather than a full time employee. <laughs> oh no, 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 oh no, no! Three pages later, we see him getting thrown out into his office, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead is like, "Oh, they throw you out of hell already." Yeah, and then they go back and they show, and he is he will not quit talking to Mephisto. Well, of course not. What did he and think Mephisto, was going to happen there? Like, like about the Bachelor and which Golden Girl he is, and all of this. And Mephisto's like, "Fine, your contract's void. Get the hell out of here." <laughs> He's Rue McClanahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche yeah. is who that's, he, that's Blanche, yeah. yeah. I, I know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's who He's like, she's underrated. I think that's who I really am. <laughs> Deadpool is definitely a Blanche. Oh, it's so good. Captain America it's is a so Dorothy. I, Thor is a, a Rose. And I guess Tony is Sophia? Okay. Um. Yeah, this was this this whole run was 15 <laughs> issues. If you did not read it, it, pick it up and I'm guessing it's probably... Maybe three trades. Probably 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 five each. Uh, Yeah, it's just it's fun. It's Scotty being stupid and fun with Deadpool, which is kind of what you want in Deadpool. Hey Jen, Mm -hmm. Domino Hot Shots number five. Oh fuck yeah, this book, this book's so good. Domino is dealing with the giant Doctor Celestial lady. Yes, I don't remember what she calls herself, but oh Jesus, she's terrifying. (laughs) Um, and White Fox appears to basically give her. 
the celestial powers again. Yeah. It's pretty wonderful. I, I just really love this book. I love this team. Me too. I hope they announce more of it. Yes. Yep. I need it. Am I the only one who read it? Nope. I also read it. Oh, Brian did. Okay, I kept, what do you think? I kept waiting for Brian to okay. chime in. Brian didn't read it yet. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't yeah. read it yet. Um, No, I really dug this. Yeah. I thought it was a really strong ending. I really enjoyed... Like, I think my favorite moment was the... uh, uh And call me Natasha. Yeah. Like the, oh, you got Black <laughs> Widow's we're, respect. Oh, we're friends now. <laughs> here is here is my pitch for Marvel DC crossover this week: Batman and Booster Gold alongside Black Widow and Domino. What? Wait, why? Why Batman and Booster Gold? Because Batman's like the person who really believes in in Booster Gold. Mm. I mean, does he anymore? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, he's hey. I think he, status quo has changed a little. It's a little shift. All right, <laughs> since you know. That thing I the said a minute ago about thing. we all make our we own dead cat. Parents. Hey, Bruce doesn't remember that. Um, <laughs> that didn't happen to this Bruce. Oof. Also, Oof. Booster Gold solved the Wally murders before Batman did, so Batman can suck it. It's true, he did. He did do that. He had help. He, he did do that. Yeah. yeah, from people who Batman continually uh, underestimates. It's true. I mean, you could do you could do a Blue Beetle Booster Gold. Look, I like that Batman Booster Gold dynamic. That's fair. In, in That's my fair. in my own personal like status quo head canon of that, that is still that is still a point that things return to in my mind. Let me have this. Ted Ted Cord seems to be like a Batman light though yeah he's, he's, he's usually really serious he just can make a joke if he needs to where Batman yeah. can't <laughs> yeah but thanks anyway. for taking apart my crossover pitch <laughs> oh you guys oh, feel no. good about yourselves now I do for I mean, the record <laughs> That's fine. We someone, like being monsters. Someone talk about Loki. Loki also so one. good. <laughs> God, writing Loki as here's the thing. Like I, I really think Loki is doing good things. He just can't come at anything straight ahead. No, he's still Loki. <laughs> Did you read the the explanation in the back, like the the letter from Kibble Smith? No, uh, I no, I have not. So he talks about like having been in the school assembly, and it's about something you know, unimportant, but the people presenting it are acting like it's super important. And they end and they ask, "Are there any questions?" And he raises his hand completely earnestly and asks, "Why are you two wearing the same outfit?" Outfit. And both the male and female teacher who were up there had come in, in like this salmon shirt and a vest and khaki pants. Totally unplanned, totally coincidentally. And he was legitimately curious, like, is this a thing? Do I not get it? What is it? And they're like, they release everyone else and keep him and yell at him for like making fun of them. And What the fuck? <laughs> And like his whole point is, this is for all the kids who are too smart and too clever and have no social filter or social no no filter and no like understanding of social norms to be like, oh, I shouldn't say that to the ones who talk faster than they think and are too smart for their own mm. good. Yeah, I feel that <laughs> deep in my soul. Yeah, yeah. You know what else this issue has? I'm gonna Brian's guess... of the week. Oh, ooh, I was, I was, ooh, I did it first. I was gonna go with sentient snowman, but fine, Brian. Also that. Also, also that. <laughs> <laughs> so Loki pulls out the Norn, Norn stones and Thor's like, the Norn stones are enchanted by the goddess of fate. They are not to be trifled with. Oh, please. It's all powerful stones. go. They don't even crack the top six. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he uses them to animate and create a giant snowman guardian. So I wasn't wrong. Ha. Huh? No. 
And the snowman goes, hello, who am I? And Loki's first words to him are, happy birthday! <laughs> I dub thee Frosty. Frosty. <laughs> oh, oh. It's wonderful. I, it, the reason that, it, that it's especially funny to me, because like literally for 20 years now, my kids, when they say hello, half the time I, my response is, happy birthday! <laughs> 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 yes. Adorbs. Oh, I love it. <laughs> this book is a lot of fun. So a big part of this issue is Thor trying to tell Loki how now that he's a king, he has to take responsibility and this, that, and the other. And Loki essentially is telling him, I am. I'm just doing it my way. Yeah. 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 It's so I fun. appreciate like Thor getting this vision of a future Thor, but one that's got two, two eyes is like, damn it, Loki, you missed the memo. What's going on? <laughs> because like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember sending this. Well, you are very drunk. I don't think I am. <laughs> I love how he's not like, he's like, I don't think I am. <laughs> yeah. And then like later there's a tease that, oh no, that's a thing. This is going to come back. Like this is not just <laughs> yeah. the entire, you get the sense like the, the big conflict of this is going to simply be because Thor didn't trust Loki. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's got every reason to be distrustful. Oh yeah, totally. Well, that's the other thing that Kibblesmith talks about in the back matter is like, this is the first time in his comics history that Loki is in the black that he has trust yeah. from people and that he is looked at as a hero because he helped end the War of the Realms. He killed Laffy. He saved New York. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. operating as a hero and let's just see how quickly he can turn that into a fire. Yeah. But he is, with Thor, he is essentially the boy who cried. Yeah. Wolf. He just too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is the uh, boy who cried Fenrir. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. There you go. Unstoppable Wasp number 10. <sighs> oh, I got caught up just in time for it to end. <laughs> I was simultaneously heartbroken and, and loving it at the same time. Yep. I held it together and then I saw the lightning bolt scar and she said it's like Harry Potter. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, here come the tears. Because <laughs> the first issue started with her saying she'd never seen Harry Potter. I know. Yeah, yeah. Or read it. And she's like, you finally read it? She's like, well, I'm we started a We started a, <laughs> a, 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 an orphan assassin book club. Yeah. It's yes. so cute. <laughs> Yep. And once again, what has Nadia done? Turn two of her enemies into yes. allies. Yeah. Yes. No, three, right? Yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, essentially yeah. three. Yeah, that's true. We get a lot of scenes so in this, too, for places where some of these these characters from Girl could show up in the future. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which I love. Um. And hey, guess what? If the traits for this sell well enough. <laughs> we could get more. We could more. get more. So people uh-huh. go buy these fucking trades. So train. if anyone uh-huh. thought we were going to stop yelling at you to read The Unstoppable Wasp. No, we're doubling down. The unstoppableness was in all of us all along. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's true. Yes. I love how they talk to prize plants doing this. Like they're pets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also very good, Shay's father. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Shay's dad is best dad. Yes. Big time. And I love Nadia's, Nadia's react. I mean, of course I do. To finding, getting the information about Hank. Pym. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's not something that and you like, see very often. Especially not like, like in she, comic books and stuff. How she reacted to Janet keeping yeah. it from yeah. her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Essentially, she says, I've never had someone who cared enough about me that they would keep information from me because they thought it would hurt me. Yeah. Right. Like, damn, girl. So grown up. I know, right? That, it, that was yeah. the point where I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Most so books. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy finished this off just like he's written the whole series. Just beautiful and wonderful and hope. The Nadia well, stands tell, for hope. Yeah, that Nadia's name actually means hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Crossover. <laughs> Unstoppable Wasp and Superman. <laughs> I need that. Brian, I need that. <laughs> right? Oh, no. <laughs> right? I need that. Like, Clark, he would be would just Superman, delighted with would, her. Would Superman not see her and think she is, like, the best, the best. thing of a superhero could ever be? I, yes. Also, he would definitely ask her to watch the kids, by the way. Yeah. I oh, need yeah. the six-issue miniseries oh. where he tries to set her up with Jonathan. No, not set her up with him. Well, now. I don't, I'm not saying succeeds. I'm saying tries. And, yeah, he's, like, 17 yeah. now. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, they aged him right. up. Still, because because I will say I will say weird. her baby her babysitting young Jonathan and Damien would be hilarious fucking hilarious yes fucking hilarious anyway okay I love it it was it was it was a great ending yeah. and yep. hey it doesn't have to be the ending go buy the trades right well ending buy for the now, trades right. for friends buy the trades for enemies they'll become your friends just buy a case of the trades yeah for no reason it's fine don't worry about it just buy them gifts for yes. everyone it works for me uh. <laughs> Mall number one. Jin is giving me a face. Ugh, I haven't read it. Well, you have time. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's true. So how to explain this one? Uh, the short version is, I saw a copy on a shelf in a comic shop, honestly, truly not realizing this isn't supposed to be out for another six weeks. Oh, But I bought it and I got Oops. home and I'm like, this wasn't on my list. Let me see when this came out. And it comes out Didn't. in six weeks. <laughs> not really sure how that happened, but they've been selling copies of it at Comic-Con. So I'm going to talk about it briefly. Cool. Uh, This is the book about like post-apocalyptic mall gangs fighting each other for territory in a mall. The Gucci gang, (laughs) motherfucker. The Gucci gang. Nice. Um, And essentially most of this issue follows this one dude who is being framed for killing off the head of one of the gangs by the gang leader's daughter, who is pretty heavily coded as just being power hungry and manipulative. Um, If she is not that, it at least wants you to think she is that. Mm -hmm. And this is mostly like him trying to get out of it and buy himself time to solve the murder. So when things are looking the worst for this guy... This girl, like, jumps in with katanas and yells at him for not following her two pages earlier. And, like, they escape into the sewers. And basically, it's like he can get thrown out into the desolate wasteland and die. Or follow her into the sewers and maybe die. So he follows her into the sewers and that's kind of where we end. So it's like mystery and horror and, like, 80s action kind of vibe. It's very cool. Uh, It is Michael Morisi and Gary Doberman. Gary Doberman being one of the producers on Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. All week long, I was trying to figure out, where the fuck do I recognize? this guy's name from and then tim and i sat down to watch swamp thing and i guess at that point when i say all week i meant most of that day because that was the same day (laughs) it just felt yeah (laughs) yeah um i too am living in decompressed tom king time um but yeah it's 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 a lot of fun i really dug it uh i'm pretty sure we haven't even hit foc for it so if it's a thing you're interested go to your comic shop and tell them you want a copy who knows maybe they'll have one on their shelves (laughs) yeah that's okay i wonder if they sent out some advanced copies or something since they were gonna sell it i actually contacted one of the comic shop employees i'm like um i don't know what's going on maybe because i know sometimes publishers will send them to shops to like read to be able to talk up right and i suggested maybe it was that and this person was like "Mm, 
I don't know. We usually only get one copy, and I saw multiple copies of this come in. And there oh. were more than one on the shelf when I got there. So maybe it's that. Maybe huh. it's just because they released some for uh, Comic Con. Yeah, that's maybe what I'm because of that they did go ahead and just send some out. But I haven't seen anything online, and like Vault hasn't tweeted anything about it. Hmm. So I don't know what's up, but uh, it's very good. So I'm saying it's very good. Gosh, and you know Diamond is usually so spot on with all their shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shade. Yeah. Yeah. Spoken like a true young animal, Shade. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Trying to come up with a less clunky formulation of that joke, it didn't work. Nah. Hey, nah. Jen. Yeah. Let's talk about vault books you did read because Let's they're actually out. Yes. Yeah. Not ones that I just pine for. Resonant number one. Uh, This one was really cool. It's a post apocalyptic type thing, but there aren't like zombies or anything. There's just this rage that overtakes people. Yeah. Whenever these waves hit i don't know how best to describe that yeah it's like just this 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 pulse this wave this energy that kind of fills the world hits everyone and it hits everyone yeah. yeah um and like you tie each other down and mm-hmm. sequester each what? other in different rooms until it passes that's that sounds like a completely different kind of comic <laughs> no brian no no brian brian no honestly my brain went Bad to the brian. Queen song tie your mother down so <laughs> okay then um yeah but this one it follows uh, a dad and his three kids who've kind of been, you know, holding their own out in the out in the wilderness, yeah. away from people. And they have this bunker where they harness themselves, tie themselves down. Um, and the dad has to leave to go get medicine for his chronically ill son, and leaves the children all alone to fend for themselves. <laughs> and it's just, it's kind of cray. Yeah, it's good. The, oh, uh... and there's they they know that a wave is coming because the cicadas alert them to it. Yeah. What do they do when it's not the season for cicadas i'm shrugging you mm. can't hear it but i am shrugging. <laughs> mm. no that sounds maybe like there, maybe the there's group. other bugs they can use i don't i don't know maybe there are just perpetually cicadas now okay maybe maybe i mean the world has changed obviously so well and we do meet a character who's like oh you have a chirper i haven't seen one of those in a long time can i have one yeah so yeah. maybe i don't know maybe the family just breeds their own cicadas maybe and the dude's like yeah, yeah the, i don't know the, what happened to my last one maybe i ate it i don't know off-season cicadas yeah off-season cicadas is my new punk new wave band <laughs> i like go. it yeah. i do too uh but yeah this is a lot of fun i really dug this as well so there was a panel where it showed the this street sign laying on the ground in the middle of the road and it, it was a hospital sign it was telling you that there's a hospital exit right yeah so i'm not gonna fucking lie for about a whole minute I stared at this going, why is this important? It had the letters ITY underneath the hospital sign. And I was like, I don't fucking get it. Hospital ITY. Huh? It's fucking hospitality. Come on, brain. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's telling you there's hospitality down there. God dang it. Like, that's a derpin. That's a hot derpin. (laughs) Hospital hospital city is there a whole city of hospitals we built hospital this city we in built the this yard city i don't know hospitals <laughs> too much too much all right last one we can do this we can get through this sarah and we the royal this. stars number one how fucking good was this book 
It's it's amazing. It really reminds me, Brian, of Sword of Ages. Really? Yeah. Just in the feel of it, in the look and the feel. It's it's good though. Okay. I mean, I have it on my list to get. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's good. Um, I don't know. You describe it. So it is it is following Sarah, and basically the two biggest supporting characters are her siblings. They mm-hmm. are the children of this area's king, and also warriors. They are leading the fight against their uncle who is trying to usurp the throne and like sarah's role is is strategy like she's good at tactics and Mm -hmm. they they kind of fight together and she starts having these you learn that she's been having these these visions that kind of just intermittently incapacitate her but she has Mm -hmm. one kind of they, they think they've won the battle and then their uncle's forces sort of rally and come back again and like in the middle of that fight she has one and you kind of get some history that you know her mother had these two and went off on some kind of quest and never came back is presumed dead and that's what these visions are asking sarah to do is to leave they show her flashes of the future mithra shows her flashes of the future where like the city is burning and her father is being beheaded and like just everything is in shambles this is what happens if you don't go so she goes out to try to find whatever she's supposed to she doesn't know there's not it's not like there's some prophecy hanging over it's not like there's this inherited lore it's just oh well your mother like kind of one day snapped and went out and now it looks like that's happening to you like it's 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 even viewed as being very like this is not a real thing Mm -hmm. you're not the chosen or the one or whatever it's kind of kind of that that piece of it kind of reminds me of what what was the book that we just read for uh uh for momocon that jen had us read uh the cat book yes afterglow 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 that was it where like she has this thing from her mom that nobody else really believes in yeah okay and you see you see the the uncle and his child like starting to plot the attack on the city and you see sarah off in this temple like where she meets this old man who is more than he seems and has like had his memories repressed of what he needs to be able to help her and then suddenly these monsters attack yeah it's the first i mean other than these visions it's the first like fantastic thing inhabiting the the real world of the book that you see right. and it's it's cool the the art in this is amazing the coloring is beautiful like all of the character design all of the like environment design everything in this is just like so so well executed yes it's wonderful yeah. and she has a shard of a star as a heart now yes <laughs> so yeah anything to add Jen? no it's very good please go get this book please go get this book ryan why haven't you gotten this book yet you've had like four whole minutes while i've been explaining it to go get it yeah you know i tried and my headphone cord just jerked me back oh okay sorry (laughs) damn headphone cords i know all right is it still good animosity number 22 brian uh very much still good this wraps up a another arc and uh um it's just always good there's a joke in 22 and two by two and wrapping up an arc but uh i don't have it two by two paws of blue wait what no bronze age boogie number four brian um people are starting to find more of their place and wow Britta maybe getting ready to level up Faithless number four um people mourn in their own ways and don't be a dick Aquaman number 50 Aquaman call Mara Mara call Aquaman come on you two stop being so proud Justice League number 28 um Martian Manhunter gets very close to Lex Luthor in his hunt for the truth if you had read it yet Brian you'd be snickering at that okay Black Science number 41 uh, Grant can never not break the world. Fair Lady, number four, Jin. Sometimes the best book 
books have no ending. The Immortal Hulk, number 21. Fortian gets a flesh suit. Whoa. Invaders, number seven. Um, Namor's in a rough spot in terms of mental health. Let's just go with that. Namor is... (laughs) You feel you feel like maybe there's. Mm. I'm just saying, like you've just described a major character trait of name. Okay, fine. I'll take another <laughs> pass at that one. Um, Very true. Yeah, fine. Uh, uh, now I'm gonna stand by that one. That's I mean that's that's kind of the the crux of this one is Namor is even for Namor like in in a rough spot. Okay, like he's just done a horrible thing, but also somehow you feel maybe the worst for him. Maybe I don't. No. Tony Stark's a jerk. There. Okay. Well, so I have a major character, character trait of yeah. Tony Stark. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Silver Surfer Black number two. Norn gets a symbiote. Whatever. <laughs> it's very good, and I'm only whatevering it to move on. Spider Man Life Story number five. Why did we not put this issue down to talk about? That's probably on me. Wait, what? Oh, I'm the only Was one who read week? it this week. You, you're That's the only one that read it so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I haven't read it. It's very good, and maybe we'll come back to it next week once you two have read it. Okay. That would be no, fun. hold yeah. on. I think I read it. Oh, did you? It wasn't on the list. For some reason, I thought it was last week, but I read it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we'll let Ryan. So read we'll it. talk about it next week. <laughs> Star Wars Dr. Afra number 34 um Afra as always reconsiders some life choices <laughs> You've just described a major character. (laughs) Shut up. None of you two read most of the Marvel books. All of this is on me. (laughs) Fine. (sighs) Superior Spider-Man number nine. Otto Octavius experiences self-doubt. Are you happy, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) Seems to be a theme here. That, no, 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 that one is directly in opposition to... <laughs> no, I was going to say, no, he usually does not have any self-doubt. The entire issue is basically, like, people trying to get him to understand that it's okay not to feel great about this thing, even when everyone yeah. tells you that you did a good job. <laughs> you saved L.A. Like, the whole th- the whole crux of this issue is auto-save... Uh, is it L.A. or San Francisco he's in? San Francisco. Like, auto-save? Is that a feature? <laughs> yeah. Auto-save San Francisco in the War of the Realms... There's not a single casualty. They're giving him the key of the city. It's like Superior Spider-Man Day. And he's pissed at everyone because so many other people died and he feels like he should have saved them. Aww. He needs to talk to Nadia. Like, literally, Anna Maria calls Peter Parker to come calm him down. Oh, Jesus. Oh, damn. And Peter's like, yeah, I get this. This is new for you. This is literally the life and it means you're doing the job right. Yeah. So, Welcome to the club, bud. Yeah. yeah. There is no reason why this book should be as good as it is. We have Spider-Man's and Spider-Man in this one. There. <gasps> Spider-Man? Uncanny X-Men, number 22. The last X-Men story ends with a reunion. Is it Scott Summers with The Grave? Yes, actually. No. <laughs> And as someone who even like has never really been into that particular pairing, like it still got me a no, little. No, no. She said I the said, grave. I said G-R-A-V-E. the grave. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not. I heard the yeah. gray as in Jean Gray. No, yeah. you were you were super psyched about it, so I thought it was he died again. 
it's not so much that I was super psyched about it because I've never been like hugely invested in Scott and Jean because frankly Jean can do so much better so much better so 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 much better yeah um but it was so well done and so well paced that it still got me it still got me oh and and as we've stated this is probably my favorite Scott Summers in a super yeah. super long time I mean it's like Scott has just lost so much Alex has just sacrificed himself to save him like it's almost it's almost paced like that cap moment at the end of of Endgame where it's just mm-hmm. like Scott and Logan and there's no move they can make and then off panel you hear this voice and it's Storm leading the X-Men in and they get them both to safety and then Scott sees Jean for the first time since they've both been back in life oh yeah, yeah. nice yeah yeah there's a there's a, a panel in X uh, Age of Apocalypse Omega where Jean sees Logan and Scott and she's like wait they're alive yeah. and yeah it's like also Emma Frost can rock a side shave oh yeah yeah that showed up it in did the last that issue, was like the the last yeah. page reveal of the last mm-hmm. issue but it is a frequent feature of this issue and it works for her but it's still Emma Frost though yeah, yeah but it's an Emma Frost who's lo- who who has been beaten a lot <laughs> And who kind of is like, fuck it, I just want to be done. Her whole big plan turns out to be, I'm going to build a Cerebro and just make people forget the X-Men exist. That is her master plan is, I'm going to hit the fucking reset button. Yeah. yeah, people will stop trying to hunt us and kill us if they forget that we exist. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Scott has to go and ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Scott. <sighs> <laughs> next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Woohoo. <laughs> House of X, number one. I mean, come on. I, we, how long have we been waiting for I this? I could not be, like, okay, as long as we have known that Hickman is writing the X-Men, but also, like, straight off of my wish list. <sighs> oh, yeah. I, straight off my wish list. He has done a couple of interviews this week about it, and, like, in that Hickman way, he will not give you fucking anything about what's nope. going on. He even said, I don't think this was one of this week's, I think this was one, like, last month, whenever... The, or it was whenever the solicitation actually dropped. He's like, okay. I'm not going to tell you guys anything about what's happening in this book. Just mm. read it. If you haven't noticed, like, even my social media presence is not like, I'm going to sit here and comment on this thing after the fact. Just read it. But yeah. he's talked a lot this week about things like how comics is for like structurally a medium where you tell your story and you have to reset it when you're done and like put things back in a box mm-hmm. and how all issues we've talked about on this many and times, like he yeah. gets into the connections between movie and comic book continuity and mm-hmm. he talks about how like why sit here and and reinvent the wheel over and over again when you have like crazy history that you can just pull like the entire point of working for the big two is being able to use continuity and history and people's expectations like all the things we talk about like here is why we want hickman to write an x-men book right. literally these are his exact talking <laughs> points <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean you gotta know hickman giving an interview about something he wrote is going to be him talking about like how he wrote it not about what he wrote right Mm -hmm. which yeah is always what i want to hear anyway like yeah yeah um i could not i could not be more excited yeah i'm super super sorry to every other book on my list this week yeah i mean like this is this is going to be one of those that i walk out of the store and sit in my car for for 10 minutes and read the book yeah Yeah. um jen quick div 44 yeah uh is it i don't even know what to say it's one of the reasons that 
we started this. Is this the last whole one? thing? Isn't it? Uh, no, forty five is the last. One more. Forty five is yeah, the last. There's one but, like, more after this. It's coming to an end. Someone's going to yeah. die. Yeah, I don't know Jen what to do. To the, yeah, I was gonna put this on because like every issue, like these last two, of course, the next one's gonna be on our list again too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This like it is all coming down right mm-hmm. now. That's great, Brian. Uh-huh. Sword Master number one. Master Swords. <laughs> That's weird. I was just astral projected into by Mike. <laughs> Swordmaster, master, master. Sword master. Uh, this is the other um, a- Asian character that was introduced in Agents of Atlas that they're bringing into uh, a new ongoing series. Um, and it's uh, it's I, I, it's almost manga light in a way. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see what what they do with it. Cool, should be fun. Batman: Curse of the White Knight. This is the follow up to Batman: White Knight, eight issue mm-hmm. mini series. Sean Murphy. This is bringing in. Asriel into his White Knight world. Did you read the the trade for White Knight? Um, I picked up the hardcover. I haven't reread it yet. Why do you ask? Okay. Did oh, did you read it in yeah. floppies when it came out? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize. That. I thought that was one that you picked up the first one or two and then was going to get it. No, nope, I read the whole thing yeah. all the way through as it came oh, out. So yeah. good, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that maybe was one that you were kind of like it came out on weeks that you weren't here to record. I feel like I talked about that one with maybe Meg so. and Tim yeah. a maybe lot. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no. It's it's fun. I am looking forward to more of this. Um, I forget why, but someone was like, so who is the White Knight? And he's like, it's Harley Quinn. Was that not clear? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, that was funny to me. Uh, Jen. Yes. Secret Warps Arachnite Annual. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't had any Arachnite since... Uh, Infinity Warps. Yeah, Infinity Warps. And I, I need it. Like I said, I needed it before, and I just fucking need it. Yeah. This is the Spider-Man Moon Knight yep. yeah. combination? Yep. Okay. So excited. Yeah. This will be fun. Brian. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie Jane Foster, number one. Oh, Jane Foster Valkyrie. I can't wait. Um. Um, yeah, so, she, you know, this is Jane right after War of the Realms with the all-weapon, yeah. and she is going to Valhalla to basically open it back up for business, and yeah, I love everything about how they set that character up, and can't wait to see what they do with Same. her. Same. Last one. I'm surprised this wasn't on your list, too, Brian. History of the Marvel Universe, number one. I, I, I saw it as I was looking through the list again, and yeah, yeah it totally is. Yeah, oh yeah, this is this is all of yeah. my jam right here. We've talked plenty about how stuff like X-Men <laughs> Grand Design and Spider-Man yeah. Life Story have yeah. really been working for us lately. And this is kind of in the same vein at full-scale Marvel. It's just like a six-issue here is the condensed history of the Marvel Universe. This is something that Marvel and usually DC too will do about once every ten yeah. years. They'll do like a little six or eight or something. I mean, in the 80s, a couple of, I think, or 12-issue yeah. um, series that like kind of redefine what's yeah. canon now. And also like, who yeah. better for that than Mark Wade? Oh yeah, no. Like, I feel perfect. like he could write this book for both publishers yeah probably i'm sure you could um they also announced this week fantastic foreground design oh snap uh, yes Who's doing it? I forget. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's Pisker. not Pisker, right? Yeah. Um, it's someone else. Which which makes yeah. sense. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Jin, you look though. like you had an epiphany of some sort. <gasps> yeah, I forgot to send you one of the books for next week. Oh yeah, because I'm you know dumb like that. What is it? Yeah, fearless. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The fiercest ladies of Marvel unite. Um, So this is Shauna McGuire, Leah Williams, and Kelly Thompson all writing stories in it. Uh, And you're going to have like Captain Marvel and Storm and and Sue Storm (laughs) and I'm sure a bunch of other ladies and then profiles on some of the women in Marvel. Like some of the people who work at Marvel who are women. Yeah. They actually just oh, expanded cool. this to a fourth issue. It was supposed to be three and they're giving it four. Oh, now. sweet. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And Brian, it's Tom Scioli doing Fantastic Four Grand Design. Uh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. They sit in the swamp and talk TV. It's branching out with Tim and me. Hey, Tim. Hey, Alex. How's it going? Fantastic. How about for Good you? Good to hear. All right, I have, uh, I don't know, had a day that is not, you know, too, too stressful or too many crazy work things happening. So much better than the past, the recent days? Yeah, um, the last couple of weeks, like intermittently for the last couple of, last few months, I feel like there have been a couple of weeks each month that have just been kind of insane, and then it chills out a bit. Uh, I don't know, that's not relevant, we're wasting time. (laughs) Life happens in unpredictable patterns. Chaos rules the universe. Very true. The only the only force that is absolute is entropy let's talk about the rot ah nice nicely done um, thank you yeah we got a lot of the gray or the rot this time yeah abby's got that rot in her veins yeah she sure briefly. does she should have listened to swamp thing he only told her i don't know 19 times not to go not to yeah. stay to leave to get out and she wanted no part of it she had to get her sample which does raise the question why trudge all the way into the gray to get a sample i like, was thinking the same thing they're like just kind of reach in on the edge grab what you need and then go yeah i mean maybe she figured it's going to be more concentrated here i'll get more to study i guess that would probably make sense sure i guess maybe she needed that one specific tree limb root thing Mm. to make it work who really knows uh no one i guess maybe the phantom stranger Uh, probably he seems to know a lot yeah and say very little yeah yep uh so i'm gonna give this one four wriggling vines and And tell me (laughs) i say knowing the answer to this why only four and not five because this was a pretty solid episode i got by pretty solid i mean very solid i got none blue devil in this one oh i got only mentions of his name and not even blue devil's name it was dan cassidy's name and they were just talking about what a miraculous recovery he had even though he was on blue fire the blumen torch hey that's a good one that sounds like an appetizer from outback steakhouse i went to uh vegas performers ah good one too good one too the blue man torch is the most terrifying (laughs) of fantastic four members He doesn't talk and just plays the drums a lot. So much object comedy. Um, we did get some more Maria. We it did. Turns out she's got a little more of a plan going on than I might have given her credit for. <laughs> I think Alex was a little quicker to, to pick up what was going on than I was. I was kind of shocked when that one unfolded. Yeah, so I, I did I did kind of sit on this one just because it felt like the thing maybe on the bubble of you catching it or not. And I really wanted to see how it went for you. Okay. Um, so we, 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 we see Maria back at home in this one. Uh, she is preparing a dinner for the conclave which turns out to be a dude (laughs) conclave of one uh when the sheriff shows up to tell off avery for blackmailing her son by holding over his head that avery had in fact been sleeping with his mother yada 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 Mm -hmm. um that fact that avery has been sleeping with his mother will become even more relevant in a few minutes it will and they head off to go investigate the swamp where alec holland is still running 
wandering around. And as you point out, Maria's very chill about all of this. Yeah, yeah, very chill. To the point where we see Maria, like, go visit Jason and be like, hey, yo, so Avery's out of town. I'm calling, or out of the out of the house. I'm calling the shots right now. Uh, tell me about your research and answer me some questions. Yeah. And it, it was such a turn from the Maria that we just saw. It was, you know, sort of, you know, barely there and recovering from her incident. And now she's just stone cold, basically. Well, and I feel like that was the first of two spots in which you actually said, this is this is more proactive than she normally is. Yeah, yeah, I did make that comment. Which also, like, it's so kind of embarrassing for this stuff. This is a lot like reading an Animorphs book for me, where this stuff should be obvious. And in fact, I even make comments like it is obvious, and it's still not obvious to me. Yeah. Um, we later see Mr. Conclave come by for dinner, and Avery's still not there, and she starts running the meeting and calling the shots. And again, mm-hmm. you were like, it's like she knew he wouldn't come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we go back to the woods all this time we've got some alec and abby stuff going on too she gets rotted and he grows her some fruit and then he grows her some special plants to get rid of the rot and does needle fingers and i sing a little song about (laughs) needle fingers um but really the meat of this episode is the avery stuff i feel like yeah absolutely because we see sheriff cable and matt cable jump him in the woods and attempt to murder him which they think they did successfully even though the sheriff seems to have an inkling like maybe it didn't go like she thought it did and even i feel like this is fair to say even tim had an inkling (laughs) he survived (laughs) oh yeah they definitely should have known if i knew yeah uh should have seen that one coming (laughs) but then they go back to the house because in the course of this avery has stabbed matt side note is that the knife that we got a really tight close-up of at the top Ooh, of the episode was that I, the same you know knife we even made a comment about that knife and i don't i don't think i noticed whether or not it was the same one i don't feel like it was on screen long enough or clearly enough but it was about the right size it to was. be that knife it was it was like duct taped under the boat so it's like he stuck it there just in case mm-hmm. now when he went back into the kitchen to get it i don't know <laughs> so it's probably not the same knife but who knows anyway sheriff and matt head back to the sunderland abode to get matt stitched up and meet with their co-conspirator who maria which also at this point i still had no idea because when they went back to the sunderland home i was like well that's a weird choice (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just just didn't get it hey mr podcaster (laughs) i gave you all the clues Oh, if I could just harness that critical thinking ability. You get so close. That's what makes it so fun. (laughs) You question all the right things. You just don't fill the gaps back in. My favorite moment in this episode, though, before you go any further, was uh, when Maria was taking over the meeting and she was like, hey, Jason, why don't you explain it to him? Jason says two things and then she starts explaining. She's just like, no, no, no. You know what? I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Knock it. Let me handle this. Um, yeah, so, hey Tim, is Avery dead? Um, so, I'm gonna say no, although, I don't know what you call somebody who was almost dead and is now stuck in the middle of the grave. Avery Sunderland. Yeah. (laughs) Is that, do we refer to that as undead? Are we, because he's not making this thing, making out, you know, intact, we'll say. Tim, I think you know exactly what we call a person who is stuck between life and the rot. That's an unman, my friend. (laughs) 
Oh, it is. Avery is our first unman. Perfect. I thought you were going to go to a Tobias joke there. No, no, that's a different podcast. Yeah. You know this is. You know this is on the comics podcast, yeah. not the Animorphs no. podcast, right? It was just when you said stuck between, I thought that was the direction we were headed. <laughs> but yes, our first unman. Yes, Avery Sunderland, unman number one. Oh, I hope he turns into Skin Man. Not Weed Killer. Not no, not Weed Killer. And or uh, he doesn't rhyme enough. No, to be... he doesn't. Doctor Zebo. Yeah. All right, what else is in this one that you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Oh, the Jason Woodrow stuff. Yeah. Um, his wife not doing so great. We find out by the end of this. Yeah, at the very end, they're back at home after going to dinner with with Mr. Conclave. I almost said Mr. Cavalcade. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Conclave, and she proceeds to ask, oh, who was that couple we had dinner with? Referring yeah. to Mr. Conclave and Maria Sunderland. Yeah. And, and we see that look of horror on Jason's face as <laughs> it dawns upon him. But that, that, that humanity we were talking about as he handles it just as gingerly as anybody could. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it, I believe that in our last talk, you pretty much called that one as, as going to happen. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I won't, I will, I will admit to this, I will not deny you caught me <laughs> i made yeah. an accurate prediction <laughs> tell me alex what's that like i've well, never been know, there it is i am the yin to your yang <laughs> the peanut butter to your jelly but i i think that does put us insanely close on the jason woodrow stuff the peanut butter to your chocolate that's better than peanut butter and jelly in my opinion agreed mm-hmm. so yeah so i definitely see some stuff happening with that next episode three episodes to go yeah not enough it's just not enough so uh continuing dan watch yeah absolutely although we're gonna see him next i i'm gonna have to say no i bet that's something that pays off in the last episode of the season the way that they just kind of shelved it for this one either that That, or maybe two episodes to go that is uh you know a possibility we talked about early on yeah yeah so i'll be surprised if we hear anything out of him next episode go ahead and steal yourself smart we also watched some doom patrol this week doom patrol's getting dark huh Uh, it is man uh it absolutely is that last uh, that last episode before this one was quite a quite a thing but this one as well and but i i cannot tell you i absolutely adored this episode and robot man just made the episode for me this episode being therapy patrol yes we 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 both watched but did not talk last week about doom patrol patrol which was very dark very quickly very unexpectedly <laughs> yes yes very much so and this one uh, it ties into all those themes well but it was a lot i'm gonna say it was a more enjoyable episode but the yeah. whole show's just been fantastic yeah absolutely yep makes me want to watch titans now okay <laughs> i'll let you know how that goes i mean gonna run out of swamp things soon maybe yeah. we should just watch that oh, that's true maybe we might could just work into that one once we finish swamp thing and doom patrol we can go to titans and uh uh young justice absolutely okay uh anything else you want to throw in there nope that's it all right i think that's it for me too we wrapped this one up early yep one thing i did notice uh we seem to have this kind of pattern of almost having like a plot episodes and b plot episodes have you noticed that yeah i have noticed that which on the one hand i kind of like the idea that not everything is happening to everyone all at once yeah agreed on the other hand like it does kind of feel weird to to we never we never completely miss abby and alec Mm -hmm. but uh it does feel a little weird to like we didn't see dan we didn't see madame xanadu we didn't see uh delroy we barely saw liz in this one Mm -hmm. um i think we got the quick message or maybe it was last week the yeah it was last Last week, the quick, 
oh yeah we took uh susie off to family yeah we don't get any kind of movement on the shauna thing this week which mm. we also talked about last week you know it would probably be the last episode or two before that came back yep so uh i think it's an interesting way to do it like i like that it affords us more time with characters like dan uh, yeah i agree i i think it's sort of the proper way to do it because it invests you in the the story that they're telling that week i guess yeah. if that makes sense as yeah. opposed to shifting you around a whole bunch i agree yep. all right i think that will do it Alrighty. until next time toodles bye everybody all righty i believe that will do it for us this week anyone mm. have anything else to add before we outro All right. In that case, we would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website at panelologypodcast.com. We don't mention it often, but one of the things you can do there is send us questions to answer on the show. So if you want to do that, uh, do that. It's as simple as that. Um, In fact, I think it's specifically panelologypodcast.com slash submit if you would like to help us out. Which is... Which is different than panelology.com slash commit, which is if you want us committed, which is a whole different thing. And different from panelology.com slash panelogypodcast.com slash dominate, which is, hey, what's up? You're asking for a very specific service there, sir. Or madam. Or ma'am. Or wow. or person. Sup. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Jen. <laughs> Excuse me now while I navigate to a subdomain I didn't know we had. (laughs) Yes, a subdomain. A subdom? What? (laughs) Step on shake if you are listening. (laughs) I don't even know anymore. Patreon.com slash panelology. Yes. If you feel like giving us money for that, go for it. <laughs> or you can get Panelology merch at bit.ly slash Panelology merch. If you want to, or if you are going to go to Dragon Con, mm-hmm. we will be there. There will be a Panelology panel. I can't say when because the schedule's not set yet, but I can say that there will be. Uh, yes. Also, Jen and I are moderating various panels around yes. the comics and digital media tracks. Indubitably. Brian is just there. Yes. <laughs> I'm just there. <laughs> Brian, the smartest is, of us. As is the case with life a lot of times, yes. <laughs> and then there's Brian. Brian, the mod of panelology. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like more of Jin and me, along with occasional guest hosts Meg and Tim, you can listen to Minds at Yerk, our bi-weekly Animorphs reread podcast. If you would like more of me, why? But listen to no, listen to the, the, the newly released podcast. Uh, in fact, it is nearly enough released that we're still waiting on iTunes to clear us, but we're on Google Play and Spotify and basically everything else. The Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast, in which my friend MJ and I talk about the, the work of rob thomas beginning with veronica mars episode by episode i have never watched veronica mars before it's so good hey mj understands the secret if you want me to watch something just start a podcast with me about it it's true this is how one gets me to consume media on a regular schedule yeah it's true uh not that robcast dot uh dot libsyn.com will get you there or we are at not that robcast on twitter you can get to us from there or or it will be on it will be we're just waiting for clearance they're backed up I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Go read comics. Do as Brian says, not as he does. (laughs) 